Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Fan. The head coach of your playoff-bound Cleveland Browns coming up at 12.30. That would be Kevin Stefanski, his press conference right here on 92.3 The Fan. I'm Jeff Phelps, Menigan in for basket today. James Bridges taking your phone calls at 216-474-0092. Brian Anderson's going to join us momentarily. And again, Kevin's press conference coming up at 12.30. And I'm hoping he has a, an update on Elijah Moore. My guess is he won't. Because the game was late last night, but we'll we'll see what he has to say. I'd love to have him give us an update on Amari Cooper. You might get an update on Amari Cooper. You might get an update on Elijah Moore. The only way you're going to find out is if you're tuning in right at 1230 right there. Love, ah, love that. That's teasing, that's baby. That's tease right that's there. Tease it, baby. Broadcasting 101. Hennigan <sighs> took it. Let's go to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep that Dodge Ram Hotline. He's as, as diehard of a Browns fan as anybody we know. And that's especially really cool since he played Major League Baseball and was really good at it. He's left-handed pitcher. He's the number one guy in our hearts. He's Brian Anderson. Hello, B.A. What's up, buddy? Well, hello. Hello, gentlemen. How we doing? We're outstanding. How Now, the better question is, how are you? And more than anything, how's the kid? How late did you keep him up? He made it well into the third quarter. Wow. He made it well into the third quarter. Uh, little Baker James, five years old, just turned five at the end of November. Um, was fired up for the game. I mean, he had his, he, well, it was a Baker Mayfield jersey, but he had his Browns jersey on, his uh, his socks, the whole thing. And he was able to get, you know, like I said, about halfway through the third quarter, I looked over and he finally had had uh, had dozed off. But uh, he had a blast. And all I will tell you is Friday is always a good day, but I can't remember having a better Friday than I'm having right now in a long time. B.A., I'm sure you were on teams that, that overperformed, overachieved, did, did things they weren't supposed to do. Once a team gets as beat up as this team is, it's not supposed to be 11-5 and five and sitting here in the playoffs already with a game left, left to play. How in the heck has this happened? And, and what happens to a team when they deal with stuff like this? Um, well, it's a team. We've talked about this. It seems every week when we bring up the Browns, we end up getting on the topic of what – they really are the epitome of what a team is. I, I mean, it's 53 guys all pulling in the same direction. It's not the offense, the defense, special teams. Everybody's in it together. You get that feeling from listening to them talk, from watching their interactions on the sidelines, from what they've been through injury-wise. Um, I, I got to tell you, I, it's been building for me all year, them doing improbable things – and, and really getting the city and individuals, you know, around, you know, national analysts, you know, people around the game to really start to believe in this team. But I'm going to tell you, last night, and, and on the text chain, I had, you know, had thrown this out there. I said last night was 
as much as I knew, you know, you win, you're in, you're at home, last home game of the year, it is the Jets. I still was like, when does this come to an end? You know, when you go back to yeah. last yes. week's game, well, and here's why, here's why. You, you go back to last week's game, and in, in limited snaps, you lose your backup quarterback, and you lose your kicker and your punter about 10 minutes apart. I mean, how does this continue to, on top of all the other injuries? You're like, you've got to be kidding me. Your whole special teams units are gone, and your backup quarterback who played four or five snaps is out for the rest of the year. So you're like, my gosh. Listen, I feel good. I don't feel as good as I have been feeling going into last night's game, but I'm going to tell you what, they took all the drama out of it early. You know, that touchdown right off the bat, give one up, but then they just started hammering them all over the field, and it was – uh Boy, it was something to watch. And, and you think about what Flacco's doing again. What, what was it? Two hundred and ninety-six yards and uh, three touchdowns in the first half. Correct. I, I mean, it's absolutely absurd. But you know, again, you just you just get the feeling that it is a close-knit team, and um, you know they're they're certainly they're, they're performing. And I'm going to tell you what they're starting to get the attention uh, of people around the country as far as not just a good story. And look at they made the playoffs, but this team could do something. I mean, this team could really, really, you know, make a run. Even going into last night's game, how, how about this? Going into last night's game, they were one of three teams in the AFC that had double-digit wins. You know, they, they. I mean, so you end up, might, you know, they're going to probably end up being the five seed. Uh, but, but still, with, with what they've been able to do and the belief that they've shown in each other. And the way that they continue to to be coached up, it's just been an absolute blast. It was it, last night was so fun. Well, dude, there's no way in hell anybody wants to play this team. I mean, think about it. You've got that defense with that level of teeth that are on there with Miles Garrett and Darius Smith, Dalvin Tomlinson, and what Alex Wright has become with JOK. That defense is a monster, and the offense hits four explosive plays a game five explosive plays a game, and that's all they need. And even if there's two to three picks involved, they still hit four to five explosive plays a game. You're toast. I mean, this team is seriously built almost like the modern Moneyball baseball team. We're like, hey, we're going to run into four home runs, and we're just going to completely annihilate you with pitching. I mean, that's what they're going up against. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. They're they're clicking – you know, everywhere. And, and there's that, that, that belief is there. That's the other thing there. There's a belief there. This is, doesn't, it doesn't feel fluky. It just feels like, yeah, this is who we are. And we've got backups all over the place. You know, we, the last night, that's the other thing. You, you, not only we, we mentioned the kickers and, and DTR going down, and then you find out, you know, going into the game a day before, maybe Cooper's not going to play. Then you find out a couple hours before, yeah, he's not going to play. You're, you're the guy that's coming off of, 11 catches for 265. Uh, it's just, it's, it's remarkable what they've been able to do. And again, you know, Ryan Clark, you were interesting. You know, the former Steeler, he was talking uh, about the Browns this morning and he said, hands down, he said, they are the scariest team outside of the Ravens. He said, that's one team you do not want to tangle with in the playoffs. And Dan Orlovsky, uh, another analyst that I, I really respect his opinions uh, said the same thing. He said, "You wouldn't. This is that you don't want to. You don't want to mess with this team right now. That they, they are. There's just too many ways that they can beat you. And Danny, it goes back to what you were saying. The big plays, 
uh, and, and that defense to go along with it. There's just there's, there's weapons all over the place. Brian Anderson joining us. B.A., there, there are so many levels to the Joe Flacco story. It, you, you can't even count them all. But this is one that I think is, is really cool. This is a guy who had a, a good career in, in Baltimore, right? But then he got replaced by Lamar Jackson. And he goes to Denver, and it didn't work out real well. He, Drew Locke ended up replacing him. Then he goes to the Jets and, you know, didn't play really very well for three years and wasn't on the best of teams. And his record was, what, 3-14 and 14 as a starter after he left Baltimore. And he's sitting, he's sitting around hoping some team calls him, throwing passes to his dad and, and to his brother. And he gets to rewrite the ending of his career. And, and I don't think it's, it's going to end this year. I think he's going to play next year. But it's so cool that he's been able to rewrite his storyline. I think that's just awesome. Do you think it's, it's, he's got a different perspective? The, the game was taken away from him. Yeah. You know, he, he still wanted to play. He didn't have the game. Quarterbacks were dropping like flies all season long. Nobody's calling him. And so all of a sudden he gets that call. He gets to be able to go back and play the game that he loves with a completely different perspective. And I thought it was interesting last night. I read an article this morning that when the game was over and Joe went over, his dad's name's Steve, right, Steve? Yeah. I think that's I think that's correct. Yeah, so he went over, you know, to 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 talk to him a- after the game, and it came out in, in this article that that his father told him this is the happiest that I've ever seen you on a football field. Wow! And that kind of caught Joe off guard, like, wow! And but I think that that speaks to that perspective. He is having an absolute blast. Now, granted, he's playing extremely well, and the team's winning, but it just you, you can just – you can see the joy there. You can see the joy on the field as he's being interviewed, uh, you know, by, by the, the Amazon crew when the game was over. You can see it in the, in the locker room speeches when he's talking, you know, just about how the, the team has taken him in and how they make him feel like he's a 10-year-old. You can just see the joy that he's playing with, and I think a lot of it has to do with the perspective that he has now because the game was taken away – after those, you know, last couple of seasons that didn't go very well, and now he's got another chance with all that experience, still can throw the ball as well as he ever has, and he's just he's playing with house money. I mean, he's playing with house money, and, and you, you just kind of sense that when you watch the games. Brian Anderson, former Indians pitcher, current Rays color analyst, and, of course, Cleveland native, joining us on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. And more than anything, B.A., what stands out to me is Flacco goes out there, and they run a bootleg, and one of them ends up as a pick. And he comes to the sidelines, and Stefanski looks at him and goes, well, okay, defense, get out there. The offense comes back out of the field, and what do they do? Keep throwing deep balls. There's, it's almost <laughs> like this entire offense is like, hey, you know what? You're going to throw picks. We know this. This defense is good enough that as long as you hit three of those, life is good. Like, that's fine. It's not like anybody tenses up. It's not like the game plan changes. And that is my hats off to Kevin Stefanski. Are you just as impressed with him? Well, without a doubt. I, I think, I mean, Kevin Stefanski has got to win coach of the year, right? I mean, he's got to be, you know, there's one of two or three. And, and he, with the injuries that this team has gone through and, and the way that he just has continued to be able to juggle 
the game plans and come up with really cool plays and really cool sets and all sorts of stuff to keep this team relevant, you know, where I mean, you could imagine what this team, what they could look like right now. They could be, you know, five and 11, you know, with all the injuries that they've gone through uh, on their fourth quarterback, a 38 year old just coming off the couch. So I think the job that Stefanski's done has been absolutely amazing. And don't you get the feeling that Joe Flacco is the kind of quarterback that Stefanski has dreamed about? Yeah, I mean, a, a guy that, that, you know, can, can sling the ball down the field. We know that Stefanski wants to, you know, wants to stretch the field, good at the play action, loves to run the football. I mean, this is like his dream quarterback. And he's a veteran with all that experience, with all the hardware, the cachet. So, yeah, you know what? When he throws a pick, and he's going to do that because, again, we talked about this before. When you have an arm as big as his and a confidence that is as high as his, he is from time to time going to make a throw that he goes, oh, I can, I can get this one there. And, and, and he probably can't, but he believes that he can. And that's what makes him really, really good. But it's also going to lead to, you know, to those picks that you're like, ah. But, again, you're like, okay, that's fine. Next time we're, we're going we're gonna to go right back out there and, and take it to him and you'll complete the big one this time. And, and Stefanski, you know, instilling that confidence not only in him but in the team um, – you know, it's just, like I said, it's been, it's been a wonderful ride. B.A., great to talk to you, buddy. Thank you. Yes, sir, boys. Have an awesome weekend, and uh, we will talk next week. Right, Sounds Anderson. great, bud. Take care. Thanks, pal. Happy New Year to you and the family. Yep. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yes, sir. Happy New Year, boys. Take care. Joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Got a thought for you. Kevin Stefanski coming up at 1230. Don't miss the postgame edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland with Daryl Ryder and Andy Baskin, sponsored locally by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. Subscribe at 923thefan.com or on the Odyssey app and make sure you are ready for whatever happens next. And more than anything, find the boys on the YouTube because then you really get into the party. Kevin Stefanski's press conference coming up at 1230. That's about seven minutes away. We will hear it right here on 92.3 The Fan. Dan Menigan in for Baskin today. I'm Jeff Phelps. 216-474-0092 is the number to call us. And we'd love to hear from you today because we're having some fun. Browns are in the playoffs. And, and you got to admire that. The Right when we went to break in the last segment, Dan, I said I have a thought for you. 
Mm-hmm. And this is this is the thought. And then I cut you off to make sure that people paid attention to Baskin's podcast. Yeah, it was really nice of you. I appreciate that. Polite like that. That's all right. That's the way things go sometimes. You, you give great teases. So my my thought that I had was this. And if you've listened to our show for any length of time, you know that I'm I'm kind of a stay-the-course kind of guy. I think if you hired somebody, you must have seen something in them that made you think, all right, this is the right guy to hire. And then I think you you get out of their way and you let them do their job. And that didn't happen in the early years of the Haslam ownership. No. Okay? That, that just didn't happen. The, I, Has, the Haslams took over halfway through the 2012 season. I think that is a firm no. Yeah, About seven games in, they took over. They finished that year with Pat Shermer. He lasted a half a season under the Haslams. Chud was next. He lasted a year. Mike Pettin lasted two. Hugh Jackson got two and a half years. Greg Williams got a half a season, and he won. Of everybody that you lined up there, I still can't believe the longest-tenured coach of the Haslam regime was Hugh Jackson, the guy that should have been fired after. I, I was I was not a Hugh fan, but Hugh got a raw deal. He 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 had bad teams. He did and not, he didn't help them. But I mean, it was clear that Hugh was thinking one thing, and they were thinking something else up front. And so Hugh got two and a half. Greg Williams won, and he was out after half a year. Brady Kitchens got a year. Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry are now in year number four. On the GM side, Tom Heckert, Joe Banner, Mike Lombardi, Ray Farmer, Sashi Brown, John Dorsey, Andrew Barry. And, and I just thought this. Had Stefanski and Barry been like coach and GM candidates number two, number three, had they been in the Chud and Petten slots, would they have survived two or three years? Would they have seen year number four when what they had in mind is coming to fruition despite all the injuries? They would have been toast, just like the rest of them that came before it. I am afraid to think that you're right. And maybe if there's one thing that the Haslams have learned, the most important thing, and, and maybe it just took them that long to get the right guys. I don't think that's the case, personally. I think that they've learned that you have to be patient with this stuff. It's it's not like an overnight proposition. And I give them credit because, boy, people were screaming for Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski to be canned in the last year and the year before that. And Month. Yeah. Two months before that. And <laughs> I, Let's I've, be honest. I've thought, that, I've thought that Kevin is a good coach since he started here. Yes, and I and I didn't want him to get hired. I, I was pushing Mike McCarthy, and McCarthy's doing a fine job in Dallas, but Kevin's doing a fine job here. Yeah, they're running and, into some hiccups. In yeah, I Dallas, know, but, but they're still doing well in Dallas, and the Browns are doing well. And I just, I just think that patience might be the most important thing the Haslam's have learned about being an owner in professional sports since they took over in the middle of 2012. Hundred percent. I think that has become the biggest thing is to to have a vision and to stay the course with that vision instead of perpetually trying to find the quick fix. Instead of doing the quick, easy, okay, let's see if we can find our coach that can – or Sean McVay, guy who can immediately come in, offensive genius, and just turn this bad boy around at the, at the drop of a hat. You know, the the – Instead of trying to find the easy road to do this, they actually built a vision 
and they decided to hire people to help them execute that vision from beginning to end. And if they would have done that two years before, four years before, there's no way. They would have been canned. The minute Odell Beckham Jr. had the chorus of people yelling for him to leave Cleveland, mm-hmm. that also, the same flight would have had Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry on it. Kevin's coming up, and press conferences are brought to us by Nissan of North Homestead and I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at BigNissan.com. Kevin momentarily. Vince is in Worcester, home of the Fighting Scots. How are you, Vince? I'm doing well. After last night, are you kidding me? (laughs) Exactly, man. You can't not be doing well. Yeah, I have been a season ticket over since 1978, so I've been through Red Right 88, you know, the drive, helmet throw, all that that crap, bottle gate. I just want to mention, I know we've talked about the fan, or we talked about the football team and everything else. The excitement that started last night for all the fans who just jumped back on the wagon or whatever, um, when they started off with Chubb, you know, smashing the guitar, it just ignited the fans, and the fans never, never simmered the entire game. And you know, and the, the, the all the excitement that was going on, the noise, the loud, the least amount of away fans I've ever seen in a stadium after last night. I just, I just applaud the fans, the excitement that the Browns initiated with the, uh, with the, the light show, and like I said, with Chubb coming out. I, I just was – I'm still very, very pumped with about three hours of sleep like the rest <laughs> of you guys. Yep. I am just so pumped about what happened last night and where we've been with all the issues that we've faced that we've expressed over and over again with very le- – I thought – I think very, very limited national exposure that we've gotten as far as what we've done or what the team has done to this point. I'd agree with that, Vince. The The Browns have not been the national television darlings of the NFL. No, but they've been talked about. They've been talked about because they've earned it. Kevin Stefanski's press conference brought to us by Nissan of North Olmsted and I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at bignissan.com. BYOB. Bring your, your own, own locker. I love that. <laughs> I feel like that's the same way I felt shopping for the holidays. BYOB. Bring your own blocker. Making your way to the stadium through the Muni lot. All of those kind of things. We all need a fullback in life. Uh, big thing that came out of that one, of course, the Friday Injury Report brought to you by Slater and Zers. Experience you need. Results you want. Visit SlaterZers.com to get our free consultation. Elijah Moore spent the night yesterday in, a, in the hospital. He has a concussion. He is in the protocol, so that's your update there. Amari Cooper tried to give it a go. They are very positive about him moving forward, being able to play on Sunday, if they decide to play people on Sunday. Corey Bajorquez closer to coming back than Dustin Hopkins. Nothing official yet, though. That's your injury report out of Kevin Stefanski. Kevin deflecting credit. He accepts all the blame. And last night I, I asked Tyvis Powell on the postgame show. I said, asked him something about Kevin. And you know he's been successful. Players seem to like what, and he said, here's why. Because he always takes the blame. He said, a player may have made a critical mistake, and Kevin will say, that's on me. I should have coached it up. We had people calling and screaming all the time when Kevin would say, that's on me. You know, well, then fix it. Do it better. Okay. Tyvis had the other perspective. Players love it because it does nothing but help them deal with what's going on on the field. And then Daryl asked him about 
you know, being in the same breath as Paul Brown, only Brown's coaches to win 11 games more than once, I believe is the official stat. And Kevin said, yeah, that's about the guys on the field. Wow. <laughs> hey, Kev- Kevin, you're not listening. You're doing a fine job. Congratulations. He's doing, He's doing a damn good job. There you go. I mean, and that's we all cannot say that enough, and I feel like the last two months – even the loudest Stefanski detractors have come around to the side of going, all right, the guy's done a pretty good job. You know, even the people who have screamed the loudest about the Kevin Stefanski, whether you want to go red zone trick play problems, going for it on fourth down, not kicking field goal, all of those different things. I feel like even those people have gone, all right, fine. He's done a decent job. <laughs> like, I feel like it's just such a begrudgingly, we can't lose our minds over this anymore. I, I almost wish you could put Nick Chubb on the field so that Kevin could run kind of, some kind of a trick play on first and goal from the six instead of handing it to Nick. Right. So then that way so you everybody could, could yell. That, that, that's only that's, but, that's the main complaint I ever had about Kevin. But abs- because that stuff on top of it, then that way if your head coach, all right, I'll give you the perfect example right now. Sean Payton is getting it from every direction on the face of this earth because of the Russell Wilson benching. He's got former players and current players going after him right now on every social media channel, on TV every single night, about how they handled Russell Wilson and about what he has done with it, including the fact even in the beginning of the season when Sean Payton was going nuts on how bad Nathaniel Hackett was when he was there. Yeah, that was a little tacky. So, And, and then, boy, he ripped Russell a new one on the sideline the other day. Yeah. And so everybody has seen all of these things and everybody has been losing their minds over this for the last 48 to 72 hours and we're basically having this giant reprieve where we're coming at Sean Payton and losing it. That's because the coach is actually is, is putting blame on people. A head coach who just takes all of it makes it so that his players don't have to deal with it. It's the same reason why you were taught as a kid to occasionally just be the bigger person and apologize even if you didn't do anything wrong. Why? Because it goes away. And the people can focus on things that they need to focus on. Instead of, answer, instead of answering questions by being blamed by a coach, then you got to deal with the blame after it. Then you got to sit through the meeting where you go, well, why'd you blame me for that to begin with? Because so-and-so then goofed that up. And then the blame just gets passed and it becomes obnoxious. Just take it. It just goes away. Dominic is in Huron. Dominic. How are you, Dom? Hey, guys. How's it going? Happy Victory Friday. Happy yeah, Victory Friday, man. Yeah, hey, uh, I was just, you guys have been touching on this on and off all morning, but, uh, you know, this, the end of this season now where we have a pure passer, you know, you go back to, you know, Stefanski's past quarterbacks, Brett Favre, you know, Ponder, Keenum, Baker, you know, none of those guys really, you know, Baker could run, but, you know, he didn't run much. But do you think maybe taking that out of the playbook is actually helping this team now? Because, you know, he doesn't have to drop the trick plays and try to get, you know, his quarterback in space to run. And he can actually fall back to what he's used to with the pocket passer, the play action, you know, and, and throwing the ball deep downfield. Like this, this might be Stefanski's niche. And then on that, do you do you think Stefanski was involved totally with bringing Deshaun actually here, or was that choice made above him? And now he has to deal with it. I, I would think a choice like that is made above the head coach. However, I would think the head coach would love to have a guy of Deshaun Watson's skill set. You know. I mean, oh, definitely. You got to you got to coach up what you have, and if you know, if you suddenly have a team that's able to run the ball, if you have, you know, on the other hand, if you have a quarterback who's a pocket passer, that's the kind of offense you design. If you have a quarterback who does other things like Deshaun does, 
even though he can be a pocket passer. you got to design that. But, Dominic, clearly this looks really comfortable for Kevin as a yeah. play caller, and it looks really comfortable. I, I kind of liken it to Kirk Cousins, to be honest. Yep. Also, yep, definitely, Dominic, I'm going to do something that you're going to want to immediately follow up with the raspberry noise of when I'm done. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski would tell you more than anything else. And I think even if you got him in a quiet moment, he would go, look, man, my job is to take the 53 guys that we've got inside of this building and put them all in the best position to succeed. If the offense needs to look one way for one set of guys, that's what we're going to do to put him in a position to succeed. If it's got to look the other way, my job is to evolve with the talent. And that's what that guy's shown the entire season. Now add the raspberry. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, I believe he should be, you know, I was one of the naysayers at the you know, earlier part of the season when we were bouncing quarterback to quarterback and we're doing all the trick plays and just like, you know, stand there, hand the ball off, you know, stand there, play action, throw the ball. But, you know, it was all, you know, little ghosts here and run here. And, you know, and I was, I, I'll admit it, I was one of those guys that was, you know, that was calling like, hey, well, what are we doing here? You know, we're getting away from it. But it just seems like now that it's off the table, basically with Flacco, he's fallen back into what he's comfortable with now and he's not having to worry about that whole aspect of the game and stuff's just going. I mean, our offense in these last games is, is crazy when you compare it to the rest of the season. That's all you're, I'm saying. You're no longer having to find explosive plays out of being as creative as humanly possible. Like, that's what's that's the difference in this offense. Like, everybody wants to go, okay, it's Joe Flacco, it's this and this. No, it's you no longer have to find explosive plays through tr- being tricky and through being different, and through misdirection, and through smoke and mirrors, and however else you want to put it. You are no longer building an offense the same way that you are trying to keep a crack in your wall that is weeping water into your basement together. That's no longer the offense. It's no longer held together with flex seal and leftover window caulk and miscellaneous patchwork and whatever else that you had to try to get this thing to no longer flood your basement. You now have an offense that doesn't need that. You can find explosive plays by actually trusting your quarterback to throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field at a shot. Roosevelt's in Cleveland. Hi, Roosevelt. What's up, Roosevelt? What's going on, fellas? Just you. To borrow a line from Randy Quaid in the movie Independence Day, ain't I been saying it? I mean, come on. I have it written down right here. Roosevelt said it. (laughs) Not Listen, the line I thought you were going to go with, but I'm happy you chose that one. Ain't I been saying? Because this, t- this is a team of destiny, fellas. I don't care what the football devils throw at this team, they overcome it. Okay? Look at what we look at what this team is doing. Look how that ball just jumped off my man's chest and right into, uh, the, uh, into our hands and ended the game in, in Chicago. I mean, come on. This team is going somewhere. We are going to beat. Kansas City, then Joe Flacco is going back to Baltimore and beat Lamar Jackson in the AFC championship game. I've been saying it all season long. This is what's going to happen. It's going down just like I'm telling you, and we're going to the Super Bowl. And right. the NFC can throw every anybody they want to throw at us. Just because we're there, we're going to beat them. I don't right. care who it is in the NFC. I don't okay. care who they got. We're going to beat them. All right, Roosevelt. I, I, I wrote it down again, time. Roosevelt. Thank you, buddy. There you go. There it is. I, Dan, it's written. I've got it on the wall over here. That's perfect. Kansas City, then Baltimore. That's that's perfect. That's everything you can ask for. That's that's what we that's what we want. And, and of then, course, NFC doesn't matter. 
No, NFC doesn't matter. I those love teams it, Roosevelt. Are, those teams don't matter whatsoever. That's the way that this goes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.